Hey, church, today we are in for a treat. Pastor Timothy Pender is here. He is uh, dear friends with our pastor. A lot of times I'll, uh, you know, just walk into different pastor's offices around here, and there will be Pastor Timothy. And I know why he comes. He's coming uh, to learn, you know, hey, well, how, how do you guys do this and to learn from us? But what ends up happening is we end up learning a whole lot more from him. He is senior pastor of God's House Christian Church. Hopefully I'm, I'm saying that correctly. His lovely family is here. Renovation Church, can you please give Tim, Pastor Timothy a round of applause as he comes back? Thank you, my friend. God bless you, sir. Listen. Test one, two. Good morning. morning. Yep, yeah, still morning. One minute from afternoon. Awesome. I am honored to have the opportunity to stand in the place of my friend, Jeremy, his lovely wife, Jessica, and allow them to have some time together. You all, if you don't know, I'll tell you that you have a wonderful pastor and his lady are just two awesome people. Uh, we've been friends for, since I've been here, we got, came down here and I got invited to <clears throat> one of your services while you guys were still in the theater. For y'all old folks, y'all remember them days, right? And uh, him and I have met almost every month since that time. And he is indeed a true friend to me. And uh, I can tell you that he loves you all. He talks about y'all. A lot, a lot of times I'm trying to find out what's going on with him. He says, well, the church is doing, the church is doing. So he really has a heart for uh, Renovation Church. And I will tell you that the staff that you have here is an awesome staff. It allows him to have that opportunity to go and spend time with his family. So I really appreciate um, all, all you that are here at Renovation and the things that you do in order to affect this community. Can you give yourselves a hand, just real quick, just real quick. Just, I just wanna, wanna celebrate you all. Are there any veterans in here? Any veterans? Any veterans? Gentlemen, I wanna, all right. Every time I look, I see another hand, so that's why, oh, see, see, I did it again. But uh, I just want to let you all know that I appreciate you. I've also had the honor of serving our country. And so I just, if you could guys give them a really big hand, I'd, I'd appreciate that greatly. <clears throat> yes, sir. I don't, I, I know uh, some of y'all probably were in, in some of those lesser branches, such as the Air Force, uh, <laughs> Marine Corps, uh, you know, th them folks. And uh, so I'm not going to talk bad about you. We just already know you know. Okay. <laughs> we know the Army is the best. Yes. Did somebody just cuss in the church? <laughs> I can't believe this. I thought y'all were more disciplined than that. Oh, my goodness. Cussing in the church. I said Navy. What kind of nonsense? <laughs> kind of nonsense. Again, I am I'm indeedly uh, honored to be here today, and I am hoping that uh, we can say something that will just be a blessing to you. And uh, before I go on, I just have to let you guys know something that is very dear and precious to me. And the reason I'm looking over here is because I'm going to get the stink eye. So uh, my wife of 
35 years, we're celebrating 35 years of marriage this year. I'm gonna ask her to stand up and wave at you. I'm not looking because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at the answer for this later on today, but I just, <laughs> but uh, I am honored that God would put such a precious gift in my life because uh, I've been putting medicine in her uh, food since we got married so she would stay with me and it is working and uh, now that I've exposed myself I don't know what I, I don't I might come here next time crying that she left me after she realized I've been doing it I'm just kidding just right yeah yeah I'm just kidding uh, but the other thing that I want to tell you that I, I am a very blessed man um, I have four generations of my family on renovation grounds right now. Yolanda, my wife, and her mother are here. My mother is here. My son is here, and he brought his five boys and his wife here. So I'm, I, I'm just a very happy person to be able to see four generations. Um, it is indeed an honor, and I'm just so glad that they came out and to support me uh, today. Can, can y'all give my family a hand, please? And then um, one of the things that I believe in, I believe in what Dr. King said. Dr. King said that the most segregated time in the United States is Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. And what he was talking about is how we go to our individual churches with people like us so that we don't have to deal with people that are not like us. And so uh, one of the things that I did when we started God's House is I wanted to be different I enjoy being different. I know some, some folks like to be conformists, uh, you know, like folks that join the Navy and Marines and all that other stuff, uh, like to be conformists. I ain't like that, okay? I, I have to be different. And, um, and so whatever opportunity that we have um, to go to another church and fellowship with them, I, I, I tell my folks that's what we're going to do. As we start growing, we're going to do. We're gonna, that's what we're going to do because that's what this is about. This is about us becoming a community of believers so that we can touch those and be an example to those that don't know who Jesus is. That, I mean, that's just the bottom line up front. You know, for many years, we as a church have, uh, and I'm talking about the church in general, we, we, we've so, so focused on what's going on inside the walls, and then we allow everything outside. If you're not a part of our, if you're not a part of our church, then you know you just ain't on amen, you know. But... We're beyond that now. We have come to a point where we need to proclaim the message of Christ to everyone we encounter, and we need to encourage one another to do that. Y'all with me on that? Especially because we came to y'all, so yeah, you, yeah, okay, yeah, it was good. All right. I want to tell the person that has been praying that I, I am upset with you. Because you have been praying to God for some answers, and uh, he heard you. And in fact, he caused me to change my message last night because of your prayers. And so after service today, me and you need to have a conversation. <laughs> because I've had this message ready for two weeks. And then Saturday night, I'm getting ready to sit down with my family. Matt, I was going to sit down with them. And I was just like, man, I usually don't do this on a Saturday because I have things going on. I'm getting ready to sit down with my family. And God says, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay, I need you to change. Oh. So I had to tell my family, 
okay, y'all, I have to go back into my office. And so this is what we're going to talk about. So when you, when you realize you're the one, I want to see you at the service today because uh, we're going to have to have a conversation. I'm just kidding. Okay, I know this is being recorded, but I'm just kidding. I need to put it on there because I don't need nobody suing me for liable talking about I was going to assault them. All right. But let's get into the word. And um, I want to tell you that I am here to be an encouragement to you. All right. And so I want to encourage you today to pursue God with your whole heart. Okay. I have to I have to preface things so that you guys would be like, that don't sound encouraging to me. But anyway, 2 Kings, the 13th chapter, we're going to look at the 14th verse. 2 Kings, the 13th chapter, the 14th verse. Now, the other thing that I need to tell you that I'm a little bit different, if y'all ain't figured it out, I already told you I like to be different, so uh, you're not going to see no uh, notes on the wall, I want you to take your own notes. I want you to hear what God's speaking to you. And so those of you that are used to putting down a number one and then this is what the pastor said, number two, I don't, I don't do that business. I, t- I want you and God to be having this conversation so that you can write those notes that are pertinent to you, okay? So don't be looking at me like, where's your notes? Well, if you wouldn't have prayed last night, I would have had notes, but because <laughs> I'm, so- I'm still working through that, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> You know, you'll be like, ah, oh, two weeks, this is perfect, looks perfect. Oh, God, I need to talk to you. Yeah, okay, all right. Second Kings 13th chapter, starting at the 14th verse, the Word of God says this. Now, when Elijah had fallen sick with the illness of which he was to die, Joash, king of Israel, went down to him and wept before him, crying, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And Elijah said to him, Take a bow and arrows. So he took a bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, draw the bow. And he drew it. And Elijah laid his hands on the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elijah said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Syria. For you shall fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end of them. That's good news. And he, and he said, take the arrows, and he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground with them. And he struck three times and stopped. Then the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck down Syria until you had made an end of it. But now you will strike down Syria only three times. Can you jump over to Luke, the 18th chapter, please? Luke, the 18th chapter. Luke, the 18th chapter, we're going to start at that first verse. Luke 18 and 1 reads, And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary." For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. 
Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people. We ask that it will fall upon their heart and gain great root, and that they will grow thereby. We thank you for it in your son Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I've been preaching for a few minutes, and I've discovered a problem. The problem that I discovered is that uh, we have an adversary, and the adversary has been around a lot longer than us. And so he has devised schemes and techniques and things that have been tested over time, and he has set them up so that they will have an effect against us. Now, I don't want you to be discouraged about it. I just want you to understand that this is the situation, okay? I guess the Navy guy's mad at me, so you're not going to encourage me, but that's okay. All right. So what we need to do is understand that the enemy does not want us to be successful. And so what I propose today is to discuss with you the calls for continuous action. The calls for continuous action. Now, before we go on, I need to ensure that we have the same perception of a couple definitions. The first word that I want to define for you is the word calls. The word calls means a person or thing that gives rise to an action or condition. Cause is a person or thing that gives rise to an action or condition. The other word that I want to uh, place in your ear is the word continuous. Continuous means to be marked by uninterrupted extension in space, time, or sequence. Going on without being interrupted. Let me hit you that one again. Continuous means to be marked by uninterrupted extension in space, time, or sequence, going on without interruption. All right? Do we got those definitions? Oh, y'all not going to talk to me? Oh, okay. Oh, this is really going to be painful now. Okay, I'm just letting you know. It's gonna be, if you're not talking to me, it's gonna, I'm going to slow down. We're going to be about four hours now since y'all ain't going to talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am just kidding. You can sit down, sir. Sit, sit, sit down, sir. Okay. All right. What I want us to look at is this contrast between the king and the widow. And I want to go ahead and at the end, I'm going to kind of talk about some things that we can pull from that to ensure that we understand what this continuous action is that we need to execute. Y'all with me? Y'all got to be because I got the amplification system. All right. Let's talk about the king. The king of Israel, Joash, the big boy, the number one, he's in charge of the kingdom of Israel. Now, if I had additional time, I would tell you that all the kings of Israel were meatheads, were boneheads, were not good kings. Joash was no different. But the difference between Joash and some of the other kings was that he knew how to put on a front 
like he was all good. But Joash, no, he wasn't. He knew how to put on the front, and he knew how to put up the facade, and he, he knew how to make it look like he was all for God. Well, Joash hears that Elisha, now Elisha was the protege of Elijah. Y'all heard of Elijah, right? Elijah was the one that called down fire from heaven and burnt up everything, killed all those other people. You know, Elijah was the one that got to take a ride in a firebird up, back up to heaven. For y'all that like cars, y'all caught that. All right. So one of the things that Elisha asked of Elijah, he said, can I have a double portion of your spirit? And we know through study that Elisha actually did twice as many miracles as Elijah. So God had fulfilled his request. Well, Elijah had been looking out over Israel all this time, and as in any other time, it becomes time for us to transition from this life to the next. And so the king hears about this, and the king says, I have to go speak to the prophet. So he runs down there and he walks in there and says, Father, Father. And Elijah says, hey, grab a bow and arrow. He grabs the bow. He grabs the arrow. He says, open up that window facing the east. And he says, go ahead and shoot an arrow. So he pulls back. He releases the arrow. And he says, that is the arrow of the Lord's de deliverance. You're going to have total victory over your worst enemy, which is Syria. Now, I'm an old, old kind of guy, that traditional stuff, and I would have been listening for some music in the background so I could shout because I'm getting ready to have victory over the biggest enemy in my life. I would be celebrating. Wouldn't you, if you just knew that God just said you're going to have victory over the greatest enemy of your life, you'd be like, yes, yes, yes. But this is the rub. Then the prophet asked him to do something else. He says, grab these arrows and beat them on the ground. And Elijah, I mean, Joash takes those arrows and he goes, And the Bible says that Elijah got angry. He said, why? You only do it three times. Why didn't you do it five or six times? Because you only did it three times, now you're only going to have three victories over Syria, and it won't be total victory. So what we can see from this is the fact that when we get that initial celebratory, you're going to have victory, and he was excited about that, but now, God, you want me to do some other stuff? And so he was not intense, enthused about going through the other part. And it caused him to not get the victory that God told him that he could have. Now, I ain't talking about nobody. But sometimes, some folks, I know there's nobody here in renovation. And I'm going to look up so you don't think I'm talking to you. But sometimes folks just half-heartedly do what God told them to do. 
I, no, yeah, I'm glad. Nobody said amen, nobody, because I don't want to. And if I'm talking about you, look straight ahead, and nobody will know I'm talking about you, so we'll be all right, okay? But sometimes folks half-heartedly do things that God has called for them to do, and so they don't get everything that God has told them that he has for them. Let's, just put the king back over there, because, you know. Let's talk about this widow. Now, widows were the worst people of the time. They were considered lower than an average citizen because they really didn't have the ability to contribute to the economy. So they were just folks that we had to deal with. But let me tell you about this widow right here, though. This widow had a, had a, had a little something going on, and she, the Bible says she had an adversary. And she goes to the court, and when she gets to the court, guess what she does? She doesn't go to who's considered the easy judge. She finds the judge that ain't scared of God, and he don't respect no man. She got the roughest joker of all the judges. And she goes in and she says, I want relief for my adversary. The judge was like, get out of here. The next day, widow comes in. I want relief from my adversary. Judge like, get out of here. Next day, widow shows up. I want relief from my adversary. Judge like, get out of here. Next day, widow says, I want relief from my adversary. Judge like, get out of here. Next day, Widow comes in, I want relief from my adversary. Get out of here. Next day, widow comes in, says, I want relief from my adversary. Judge like, get out of here. Judge says, I ain't scared of God. I don't respect no man. But I need to give this woman some relief from her adversary because she is really bothering me. And so if we look at the contrast between the king and the widow, we see one who celebrated for a moment and then kind of fizzled out. And that meant they weren't going to get the total victory that they were seeking. And we've seen one who just constantly sought to get the relief that she knew was due her. And she was not going to stop until she got the relief that was due her. And if he would have kept telling her no, guess what she'd have kept doing? Showing up. Isn't that something? And so as we look at these two situations, I now have to discuss what God talked to me about last night. You've been praying and asking God for some things, but <clears throat> he's been telling you that you need to do something, and you've been telling God no. Now, you haven't said the exact word N-O, because I know I felt some of y'all just say, I would never tell God no. I would never say God no. 
But what you have done, you have sat up there and told God the reasons why you can't do what he's called you to do. So what's the difference between that and no? The amount of words you use, right? So the difference is that I am not saying no, but I'm coming up with these reasons or these excuses of why I can't do what God has called me to do. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Hold, yes, let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you. Yes. You're not too old. You're not too young. It's not the fact that you don't have enough education. What's the other one you're trying to use? Oh, you don't have time? Oh, oh, oh. you do have time, but you just don't want to change it in order to do it. What, what? You just don't want to do it? Now, see, now you're getting honest, and we can work with just getting honest. And, and, and the reason that you're saying that you just don't want to do it is because you believe that you're not worthy to do what God has called you to do. And so now, because you believe that you're not worthy, you just told yourself that you're smarter than God. Preacher, I would never say I'm smarter than God. I ain't saying you said it. I'm saying you did it. There's an old saying, actions speak louder than words. God don't know what he's talking about. Don't he know that I did this? Don't he know I've done this? Oh, and then the other thing that, that you're doing is you're trying to self-sabotage. Well, God's not going to accept me because I've done this. Or God, you know you can't accept me because I've done this. God, you know, God, I know you can't accept me because you did, I did this. Let me explain something to you. God knew you before your parents knew each other to have you, okay? Jeremiah says that he knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. God had already told you why you were going to be here. And he has told you that so that you will be prepared. But because the enemy knows that God's already briefed you, he has some things waiting on you. Remember I said we had a problem because the enemy's already practiced all this stuff. So he's had people speak into your lives and tell you you're incapable, you're incompetent. You don't know. How, why would you think that you could do that? You don't. And you listen. And because you've listened, now you become smarter than God and told God he don't know what he's talking about. Pastor, I would never tell God he don't know what he's talking about. Actions speak louder than words, baby girl. So I want to hit you with this. Let's change our mentality from being like the king and only showing up and kind of going through the motions and let's be like the widow. And let us be constant, continuous. Let us constantly seek after what God has called us to do. Because if God called you to do it, guess what? He knows you can do it. And if he knows you can do it, guess what? You can do it. <laughs> That's my mama helping me right now, y'all. <laughs> because he's designed you. He's created you. Every excuse that you're using is only stopping you from getting the full benefit of what God has for you. 
Now, let, let me do this real quick. If I'm talking about you, just look straight ahead. No one will know I'm talking about you. And I am going to meet you at the service because we have a conversation we need to have because you made me change my message. But anyway, what I want to tell you is there's no need for the excuses. Don't worry. Do not be afraid. God's got you. Stop listening to yourself and hear the voice of the Lord. If you hear the voice of the Lord, you know, just like right now, I'm talking to you and your voice is saying, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. I know this goes on. So listen to the voice of the Lord. God's already got everything prepared for you. Stop looking at what it looks like and trust the word of the Lord. Continuously. The cause is I want to be more like God. So my continuous action is to spend time with him, listening to his voice. And as I listen to his voice, I become more confident in what he has said. You know, that's what faith is. Faith is confidence that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Y'all like that simple? Y'all thought I was going to do the Hebrews 1? No. Faith is just simple as it is. That I have confidence that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. So if he says that you're going to be the head, if he says that you're going to be the lender, if he says that you're going to be more than a conqueror, then guess what's going to happen, baby boy? You're going to be all those things if you listen to the voice of the Lord. The enemy has already put all these little landmines in your life. Folks that told you that you can't. You telling yourself that you can. And I'm here to encourage you to tell you that you can when you attune your frequency to the voice of the Lord. Y'all hear me? Yeah, I know y'all. I knew, I knew this was going to come like this. That's a lead bloom. Do not grab hold of King Joash and be excited for a moment. And then when God asks you to do something else, you're like, Oh, yeah, they sung real good today. Yeah, bless the Lord. Be consistent, persistent, continuous, without stopping. God, I got to hear your voice more. God, I got to do this. And the reason that you got to do this is because it's not about you. It is not about you. God has called you to reach somebody in the Simpsonville area that only you can talk to because they are going through what you have already got victory over and they need you to encourage them so that they can have victory over it also. So let's get in the right position so God can use us so that we can affect our community. And as we affect our community, we can affect our state. And after we affect our state, we can affect our country. After we affect our country, we can affect our world. But guess what? If you got the King Joash mentality, it's not going to happen. We have to have the mentality of the widow to be consistent, persistent, and not giving up, continuous. Now, I, I, I know. I know you, you can quit hollering at me. I, I know. 
your inner, your inner person is really not liking this. Because that means now it can't be in charge. Because you're going to give God his proper position in your life. And so this is what we're going to do today. At the end of service, there are going to be some people standing up here. And those people that are going to be standing up here are going to be available to agree with you in prayer. And let me tell you about the power of agreement. The power of agreement allows us to overcome any of the enemy's pitfalls, traps, or whatever he's thrown your way. Because the Bible says two are better than one. Because if one falls down, somebody there to pick you up. So we're going to challenge you, encourage you to come up and get with one of the, the prayer team people, have them agree with you in prayer for the victory that you can become all that God has called for you to become. Just because, I'm, I'm going to use this last example, then I'm going to call it a day. Just because you don't like writing papers, so that's why you have not gotten the, the degree, the, the master's degree that God has called for you to get, or the bachelor's degree that God has called you to get, because he needs you to have that education so that you can be exposed to certain people, so that once you get that exposure to certain people, that you can show them what the light looks like instead of them trying to live all kinds of ways. Just because you don't like it don't mean that you don't, have to, you don't need to do it. Get out of yourself. Think about why would God call you to get your PhD? Why would God call you to do these things if he doesn't have a reason for you to get them? Y'all with me? If he has called you to do it, that means he's prepared you for it. And if he's prepared you for it, come on up here. Have someone agree with you in prayer so that you can come together. God says, where there is unity, I command my blessing. So you get with somebody, you get unified, you come in agreement. God begins to bless you, begins to open up the doors, open up the pathway so that you will know the direction that you have to go. And you will see the salvation of the Lord because he will begin to show you that if you do it my way, you're going to get my blessing. All right? I know y'all don't like me. That's all right. But I'm your cousin. And Jeremy's my friend. So I'll be back again. It might be a two or three years, but that's all right. I'll be back again. And I want you to be encouraged. I know when I said I'm going to encourage you, I know you were thinking, you know, but my encouragement is like this. I, I, I explained this to the second service. See, my encouragement is, I'm going to give you this whooping so you'll be encouraged to do, not do that next time. Some folks like to cheer you up. I'm sorry, I ain't, that ain't me. I told you I'm different. I like to give you the whooping and then say, don't do it next time so you can be better. All right, so that's my encouragement. So if you hear me say we're getting your encouragement, you know, you, you already know what's going to happen, right? Okay. Let me go ahead and call it a day. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people. And Father, I know that you will meet them at their point of need and that you will reveal your hand of glory in their lives. But the key is to be continuous and to have agreement. So Father, we declare even now that those that know that they have caused 
this message to be delivered will do what is appropriate for them to receive what you have for them. We thank you for it in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.